everyone should expect, I say everyone, but I should say most, should expect what what would be the first hadith after this introduction. The first hadith concerns the intention. And this is the hadith of Umar. Umar ibn Khattab. May Allah be pleased with him. Umar. Umar ibn Khattab, the leader of the believers and the second Khalifa, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Abi Hafs, may Allah be pleased with him. He said, Samiatu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, I heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Actions are but by intention. وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِ مَا نَوَى and every man shall have but that which he intended. فَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Thus, he whose migration was for Allah and his messenger, and his migration was for Allah and his messenger, فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ لِدُنْيَا يُصِيبُهَا أَوْ امْرَأَةٍ يَنْكِحُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَجَرَ إِلَيْهِ And he whose migration was to achieve some worldly benefit or to take some woman in marriage. His migration was for that for which he migrated. And this is related by Bukhari and Muslim. Umar narrated this. Umar, Amir al-Mu'mineen, the leader of the believers, the second Khalifa from the notables of Quraysh, He accepted Islam in the fifth or the sixth year after the advent of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu message. And in his Islam there was a might for the Muslims. He attended all the battlefields and took the Rhine after Abu Bakr. after Abu Bakr's covenant to him. And he established this Khilafah in the best way after Abu Bakr. And in the year, the 23rd year, and in the last days of the month of the Hijjah. Four nights before the end of the month of the Hijjah, he was stabbed by a Magian. After he made the takbir for Salat al-Fajr, he was carried to his home. And he died three nights later and he was buried with the Prophet and with Abu Bakr may Allah be pleased with him in the apartment of Aisha may Allah be pleased with her and his Khilafah lasted 10 years 
six months and few days. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and with all the companions. The subject of the hadith making clear the rank of the intention vis-a-vis the actions. And this is a great hadith, comprehensive one. Making clear that the intention is comprehensive, covering all actions, such that there is no action without intention. And therefore the action's correctness or corruption the reward upon it or the punishment is dependent upon the intention. And each person shall have but that which he intended. Whether it is a noble objective or a lowly despicable one. The Prophet ﷺ made that clear. in order to incite the doer to go high, to aim high in his intention, seeking Allah's face and the final abode, and to keep away from the lowly intentions and base ranks. So if the intention is correct, intending the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is acceptable. And if otherwise, it will not be. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most sufficient, in no need for partners. Then afterwards, the Prophet ﷺ gave a similitude. In migration so that it will be a reference for the rest of actions so the migrants the migration or those who migrate have different intentions and thus the reward will vary to a great extent even though the action is one, and that is the migration. So whoever migrates from the, or whoever migrates to Allah and His Messenger, seeking the reward of Allah and the victory for the deen, and giving help to the deen, this is the sincere muhajir, who attained in his intention the highest and most noble objective and whoever migrates seeking this lowly life and its vanishing enjoyment is the one who went base in his intention and therefore in the hereafter he shall have no share the one who migrates from the land of shirk seeking the reward of Allah and the protection of his deen and the support of the deen 
and seeking to know to learn the Sharia. So his hijrah is fi sabilillah for Allah's sake. And Allah will give him steadfastness on that. And the intention distinguishes the worship from the habit. Take for example Al-Ghusl, taking a bath. If it is done intending to lift the janaba, the sexual defilement, then it is worship. And if it is done for cleansing or to cool off, then it is a'ada, a habit. The benefits of this hadith, number one, emphasizing the importance of niyyah concerning the actions. And that the correctness of deeds and the recompense is in accordance with the intention. Secondly, inciting to have sincerity in the intention. And making clear the merit of that. Thirdly, warning from seeking and intending this lowly life in our actions. Fourthly, that people differ concerning their intentions and that each will have but his own that which he in accordance with his own intention. Everyone shall have but that which he intended. Fifthly, min al-a'mal, purification is from actions, and therefore it cannot be established without any or without intention. And everyone who performs the purification his purification is in accordance with his intention. And this is the point of evidence in this hadith, which fell under the chapter of purification. Sixth benefit. The excellence in teaching by the Prophet and his perfect eloquence and clarification, where he mentions the foundations and the principles and the general foundations, then he explains them by examples. Now, one thing is to be affirmed, which we learned from last night's class, is that this hadith is evidence that the intention's place is the heart, and utterance of it is an innovation. And from that, we also learn that it's a must 
to be careful concerning show off and seeking fame for the sake of this life. And that the hijra migration from the land of shirk to the land of Islam is from the most meritorious of deeds if the face of Allah is intended in that. This is in summary the points relevant to this matter. Now we'll leave you with the questions on this class. This is the assignment on this class. Each class will have its own assignment. The following assignment goes as follows. Number one. What is intended by hijrah, by migration in this hadith? What is intended by migration in this hadith? Question one. Question two. What is, or how is the manner of migration to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after his death? What does it mean? Thirdly, why did the author, rahimahullah, chose this hadith of Umar in this chapter of purification? What's the point of relevance? Third question, or fourth question. When did Umar, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, accept Islam? When did Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, accept Islam? Fifth question. Fifth question. What is the Islamic meaning of tahara, of purification? What is the legal meaning of tahara? And this constitutes the end of the class one.